0: Where are my keys? I, I thought they were here for me, right? I thought this is my problem, I'm going to deal with it on my own, and I did. A dozen pieces, buried in a suitcase, and that's it. Problem solved, right? Good. Good, except, except to come back. Who? What do you mean, who? Honestly, will you pay attention? The guys, the ones I was telling you, they're following me halfway across the country. Oh.
1: The vampire hunters. Yes, except, except they weren't vampire hunters. They were like. Government agency clones, I think, or like androids with human innards or... I'd, honestly, I don't know how they do it. The technology is incredible, right? <laughs>
0: is that an apple pipe? Yeah, but that's not what this is about. Yeah. You know? I've got... Ooh. Welcome to Fear Me. Fear me. Welcome to Fear Me podcast episode thirty six, discussing episode three of Preacher. This one is called Monster Swamp. And this episode for Fear Me, we are missing Kim. It's a Kim free episode. I know. This is Stuart and Scott, and uh, we're gonna go ahead and delve into uh, what you drinking,
1: Scott. Oh, I am drinking um, a beer called Space Dust from, oh. uh, I think it's uh, Elation Brewery in Seattle. Um, okay. That we got from our buddies over at Growler Time in uh, Tucker. Um, when I went down to visit you this weekend, by the way, I went down to visit Stuart this weekend and we drank beers and talked about shows. Um, <laughs> and didn't record anything. And didn't record anything, but it was brilliant.
0: Yeah, but you were able to make it over to the growler time for the yes. first time. Exactly, and, and we were able to pick up a, a, a little um, uh, something to to taste on for your for our episode this this week. So exactly,
1: exactly. So space Dust, how it.
0: how apropos with our um, uh, our monster
1: voice in Jesse. Yeah, it's absolutely. It's a yeah. it's a good beer. It's a, it's got quite some pop. Um, yeah. But uh, it's very, uh, very drinkable uh, IPA. It's very nice. When you say pop, what do you mean? Oh, it's got pop. It's
0: strong. It's strong. Yep. <laughs> yeah, okay. Which you gave me one. We had a little trade, so I took mm-hmm. a, Scott over to Growler time, and then he uh, he left off a few libations for myself to try out here. So I'm I'm partaking of Noda's Par Four, um, which actually is very sweet. And that one is actually very grapefruity, I think. Mm-hmm. Right. But it's good. It's really good. Yeah, not too bad. So, so again, Noda from North Davidson in Charlotte. Yep. And uh, yeah, it's it's a good one. And thankfully, it's only 4% versus your 9% space <laughs> dust.
1: <laughs> what? What are you talking about? What? Yep, good stuff. So tonight, tonight we are going to try to do this show without our backbone.
0: I know. It's kind of like um, things that are sugar-free. Mhm. Without Cam it's probably just not going to taste as good.
1: No. But I think, we just don't have a are... safety net.
0: No, we're going to try and carry the torch
1: here. This is a high wire act in a lot of danger.
0: Yeah, but at least we had a lot we have a lot to work with with the show. Yes. Yes, absolutely. So what so what do you think seriously?
1: Uh on, on the show in general? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I I tell you what, I thought it was I thought it was another fun episode. Mm-hmm. Um I'm happy to see the plots moving a little bit forward um a bit more than it has been in some of the episodes um i uh I thought the Jesse and odin Quincannon stuff was uh was very interesting and and the Jesse's flashbacks really kind of give give a little bit more uh a little stronger background to what he's going through and and his dealings with Quincannon right. um and I love the fact that they're bringing tulip and cassidy stories together. I mean that pair will be fun. That's true. Yeah, actually, I didn't even I didn't make note of that. Uh, but yeah, they do. Um, they do
0: kind of with with them going to the hospital and stuff. Mm-hmm. I you know I I like this one too. Um, I agree with you. Uh, I think kind of summing it all up with you know we're we're getting a lot bit a lot more on Odin and seeing how untouchable he is in this place of Anvil. Um, But at the same time, that's like the mark that Jesse makes, you know, that's he goes after Odin uh, by the end of the episode uh, to Mm -hmm. to bring the toughest man there down or just to show, I guess, his control um, and and see how far he can push what his new powers are. Yeah. And
1: part of it also, as they showed in one of the flashbacks, um, I think his father tried to reach Odin and that did not work. And his father even said, you know, there's just some people you can't save. And oh,
0: I was think, that Odin? I didn't even
1: yes. I didn't even realize that was him. Okay. Yeah, that was him. And uh, uh they had yeah. a big argument. I don't I I couldn't make out what Odin was saying to him, but he was saying something to him that uh, rankled Jesse's father. Yeah, um, I couldn't
0: I couldn't tell at that point if if that was Jesse's father saying something. No. Um but okay, so that was Odin saying, yeah,
1: yeah. or fighting, yelling something him after. Him off. Yeah, yelling something after him. Remember cuz he opens the door and he comes stands out there and
0: So was it Odin or was it Odin's dad? It, it, it the door Odin? said Odin. Yeah. Okay. okay. Odin Quinn
1: Cannon. Okay. And, I did not catch that. Right. Good and catch. then Well, thanks. And um I'm sure Jesse has taken it on as a challenge but she, because you could right. see when his father said there's some people you can't save, he kind of looked at him like, "Are you sure?" You know. That doesn't sound right to me. Right. Um, so that's where that's where we're finding that uh, Jesse is going after Odin. And I think you're right. I think Jesse considers Odin to be the top dog. If I can bring him into the fold, I can bring the rest of them into the fold.
0: Right. I mean, he's, he's going for that something special to, to fill mm-hmm. the church. And if you can take the untouchable man in the society and, and say he's going to follow me, everybody else is going to kind of fall in line. Right. So. Yep. But eventually, he did have to use the monster voice to get him to do it. But yeah, he was fighting it though. Mm-hmm. But we can we can get into that a little bit more. I think yeah. um, you know. Here we go. We we ended last episode with uh, the sheriff Root,
1: mm-hmm. and
0: he is warning his son Eugene. You know, don't go see that girl. And he's saying, you know, mon- you know it's a monster swamp out there. Yep. And I think um, you know we get kind of dropped into. Truly, a very eerie uh, scene at the start with um, which I didn't catch. Again, I didn't catch at the very start with the bus going by. I saw it after mm-hmm. um, the mascot went by. But they they drop yeah. you in and you see the school bus, which is um, the um, the pedophile guy. What's yeah. His name? Uh, oh
1: God, what is his name? Um, Starts with an
0: L or something. Anyways, um, so anyways, he's he's on the prowl at night, and then Linus. you see the mask, Linus, Linus. Yeah, and yep. then you see. Um, That's right. Linus. (laughs) Mm -hmm. And then you see uh, the mascot, which I thought was weird. I didn't get that part. And then you see like some guy laying on the ground and then you see the bus again. And then all of a sudden, you know, we're in this pursuit of um, these scantily clad women running, (laughs) running away from uh, rednecks that are hunting them. Right.
1: Exactly. Yeah. And I mean, I thought at first, you know, immediately I thought they were running away from the school bus. Right, because you even saw the school bus patrolling in the background again. But uh, yeah, the guy passed out on the ground. That was pretty interesting. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and the and it looked like the uh, the mascot was slinking home, trying to avoid getting beat up.
0: Yeah, it was just it was almost kind of like um, you know hidden chaos everywhere. Right, like not well, none of it was related, but it was it was totally like what the sheriff was describing. I mean, oh it's yeah, like, yeah, it was you know, just
1: creepiness of that town and well then... and
0: the girl is running down that uh dirt road and the first thing i thought because the the uh, pickup truck pulls around the corner yeah and shines the light and the first thing i thought is how is it in every horror movie someone in a truck is able to find someone without any flashlights in the complete dark
1: yeah it's amazing
0: but anyways bad they, guys they...
1: have cat-like vision
0: yeah that's true they know where you're running uh-huh. it's like uh-huh. peppy Pew. he didn't have to keep up he knew where you were going Exactly.
1: Yeah, it was great. And then so so we get this pursuit going on. And then, she, you know, and I was just like, she's running through that field. She runs into another one of the uh, another scantily clad girl running. And then that right. girl gets picked off. Remember, and and yeah. she drops, and then all of a sudden you see these other guys running with their guns across the, well, the field. Well, I think
0: yeah, the surprising thing I think that happened right even before that was that she went down to that sewer grate, and there were two girls already yes, hiding right, in right. there. Yeah, exactly. And uh, and then she runs off, and you see that girl. She looks like she got shot, like right. you said, and she's like taken out. She keeps running, and then she gets in the sights of uh, Clive.
1: Mm-hmm. Yes, Clive, another award winner. Um, yes
0: and he made quite a few he's been making quite a few appearances i never thought we'd hear that name again but he's made a a few appearances i think clive
1: Clive is building up with ugly appearances to the point where he's going to get wiped out before too long but uh he's he's the ugly guy and and, you know in all seriousness man do those do those dudes from the uh, quincan quincannon uh meet and power did they ever take their uniforms off (laughs) <laughs> I don't know they're all in the cover so. all surrounding around they're busy uh, they, man
0: they're busy they're going men. straight from work gotta get over to the whorehouse That's chasing right. women out at night you know I mean
1: yeah you don't have time to be changing out of your your jumpsuit yeah so so they run this girl down and are um, uh, Clive 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 catches up to her what was it Lainey or something Lacy, anyway, Lacey,
0: Lacey. Yeah, yeah he said Lacey and he
1: um, yeah.
0: she said uh, alright you got me you got me Clive
1: yeah, and he says, I get you every time. And then he shoots her with the paintball. You know, I don't know if you ever played paintball. That hurts. Yeah, she's pissed because she's like, I right. told you, you got me. And then all of a sudden,
0: foom, into the hole. And it sounds like mud. I'm thinking like toxic waste or something like that. I don't know right. if that's what it actually was. But I think, you know, they don't they make mention of that a little bit later um, when Jesse's talking with Quincannon about the sinkholes? So obviously there's an issue... Yeah, um, about Queen what's Can- going on underground, right? Quincanon Cannon won't talk about it though, no, but
1: um, but,
0: but yeah, it relates, it relates back to the end of the last episode when you're seeing that uh, off gassing
1: that right. exhaust pipe, yes. that's going underground. Yeah, I think you're so. right, I think you're right, but you know, it, it's obviously um, though the guys, the the Quin Cannon guys that were chasing her did not expect that, no, because they were looking down the hole going, oh, shit. you know, so. That was quite a surprise. Yes. So I guess uh, we we go to a one of Jesse's flashbacks, don't we? At that point, he's prepping. Is that when
0: he, is that when he flashbacks to? Um, oh yeah, his dad. Well, he's, yeah, and he's, he's actually, prepping he's,
1: the church, right?
0: Yeah, yeah, right, right. He's getting out the communion wafers and right. um, trying his and yeah trying p- his darndest to get the cork out of the wine bottle, which he <laughs> actually did pretty good yes, without he any like real Didn't spill a job I was I was yep. impressed. Yeah. Um, and so yeah, he's setting everything up, and then he's he listens to uh his dad's sermon
1: right and um and it's a well attended sermon yeah. church is full um does seem like the church is in better condition at that point too, so Jesse's dad was bringing him in that's for sure right um and Jesse, of course, was a big part of that.
0: But yeah, uh, yeah. I don't know. I don't know if there is anything else that we really got out of that, other than that we're just kind of getting a little taste of, of you know, how he partook in his dad's own sermon mm-hmm. and how, how. Yeah, I think um, it's what invested I think it's, he was in it when he was a kid. Right. I think least. I
1: think part of what we're looking at also is is what he's expecting also from his church. Yeah. Right. You know, he's he's thinking back to his dad and what his dad did, and he's thinking, you know, it, it needs to be back to this again. And then, of course, they're interrupted by Cassidy. Of course. Always interrupted by Cassidy. Always. Which Uh, was a great scene. Yes. Because
0: he's... (laughs) It was an (laughs) awesome scene, actually. Yeah. Because he's trying to explain, listen, there's these two guys, and uh, I killed them off. They came back. And Jesse's not even listening. He's no. like, got mm-hmm. something else on his mind. Which he's he's going over to see his assistant, I guess.
1: Right. And Emily. so
0: yeah, yeah. He's like, so where are my keys? He's like, you're not even listening.
1: Exactly. But, you but need to be his, listening to me.
0: But he's 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 totally putting him off because he, you know he keeps pointing out things.
1: Right. Well, Cassidy's Cassidy's explanation for some of his stuff is just bizarre. Yeah. He's, he's like, s-
0: uh, yeah. So you got a uh, apple pipe there and he's like yeah but that's not the point man you know?
1: <laughs> but he says stuff like you know he's like uh, well who are these guys and he goes well they're from the government and they're clones and something yeah, else is going on and the technology is fantastic i don't know if you've ever noticed you <laughs> yeah. know it so just is just to- Just like what? This guy's an idiot.
0: Yeah. So he's trying to convince him of this stuff, but Jesse's just pointing out, "Listen, you are getting high like all the time. Why am I (laughs) going to believe you?" And that's why Cassidy's like, "Well, that's not. That's not the point. That's not what we're talking about right here." And then, like as he's walking out, he gets burnt by the sun, and he's like,
1: "Oh, (laughs) whoa, wait!" (laughs) (laughs) That was great because you did see him kind of duke back. I tell you what, that guy's um, now Cassidy is is by far my favorite character on there um really I would but he know. has he has by far outshone any of these other characters he's almost making the other characters look a little flat the guy's so I funny to,
0: I, you know i have to agree i mean even uh like tulip has some great like one line yes, and stuff yes. but but man even like the dialect that's, that's going along with the preacher i'm almost thinking yeah come on man you got to build him up a little bit more yeah, yeah. um yeah, so especially during uh, during some of these flatter moments um mm-hmm. And and so yeah, Cassidy goes and throws on his um, sunscreen, which is his uh, uh, poncho his and his um, coolie hat. Yeah, coolie hat. His, yeah, his, his coolie hat. hat. And <laughs> runs out there, and he's continuing to <laughs> he's continuing to try and explain to him that you know they're coming after whatever is inside him, right? And um, which then I think Jesse was like, "So what were you smoking?"
1: <laughs>
0: and he said, "He <laughs> he said, 'Oh um, attic insulation,'
1: but yeah, that's right. not to the point." of – <laughs> Again, that's not the point, but well, out yeah, you know, and I all you could think about is you know if a guy like that if he if he was a real guy around me, I would be like hanging with him all the time just to hear him talk, I mean, you know, and the funny thing is is I think I read somewhere someone was saying that um that he's the one who should be subtitled not not Eugene. Because you can absolutely understand what Gene's saying, but you only get about two thirds of what uh, Cassidy's saying. <laughs> That's a good point. Because I mean, I, I, it's later in the show, but he says something uh, to Tulip, which is a pivotal moment or something like that. And I have I've listened to it probably five times. I still have no idea what he just said. Well, he he has so much uh, inflection in yes. his
0: voice, but then drops out like completely. Yeah, and just kind of like uh, under his breath all of a sudden. So it's like. Constant up and down, up and down of of what he's saying. Of the
1: Irish lilt. Which Um, is kind of like the sound that I produce out of this. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) But it's also, you know, I mean, with him too, it's the physical part too. I mean, a little bit later on, we have a scene with him and um, uh, DeBlanc and Mm Fiore, the guys from heaven. Yes. Where he's interviewing them to find out about what their plan is. You know, and they're going over all this crazy stuff. And he's just kind of like, you know, they're like, well, we need to get the we need to get it out of of the preacher. And he's like, well, how are you going to do that? And he says, well, we'll do this. And he points over to the chainsaw. He's he's like, like, I'll cut it out of him. Yeah. And he's like, oh, okay," And then he starts talking about singing the uh, oh, God, what was the what was the song they sang? God, that was the the name of it. It was a a wink, a, a wink, a blink and a nod. Yeah. He says, well, try the wink, a blink, and a nod. And Cass is like, oh, that sounds lovely. What a great plan. Yeah, you know? yeah that's a and he much says, better plan. I think you'll like that one much better than the, the other yes. one. Um, but his dialogue with those two guys is hilarious because you can just tell the whole time he's just like, oh, these guys are out of their minds. I don't yeah, know what well, I, I mean, about. yeah, if we're talking about
0: that, it was, it was uh, great because you could tell the entire time he's just kind of like, uh-huh, uh-huh, uh-huh. Mm-hmm. But it. You could tell he's trying to get to his goal, which is, you know, give me some money and some drugs, right? <laughs> you know, trying to see what he can get out of the for, whole thing for Jesse's I mean,
1: get, drug problem.
0: Yeah, exactly. So I mean, he's <laughs> he's obviously trying to get more information, but at the same time, he's like, okay, we got something to hold over these guys, so let's right, uh, let's right. see what I can get out of it.
1: Exactly. Exactly. That was
0: that was a great, scene, especially um, when he's leaving, and they're like, "Where are you going?" He's like, "I got to leave to bring him back."
1: That's right. Exactly, I can't. I can't bring him back if I don't go away. So, how soon are you going to be back? <laughs> real soon. Yeah, real soon. Real that's soon. Yeah, that's excellent. But before um, that
0: happened, was when they were pulling the girl out of the uh, field. Yes, right?
1: we get back to our opening uh, scenes where the girl disappears into the hole. Yeah, which
0: was just weird because it was like um, no, no real concern
1: over this girl being dead no. at all no it just shows what what a what a shit town this is right i mean half the people are you know the the prostitutes are all moaning and groaning and half the uh the guys from quincannon are uh, smirking well and that's the only people
0: that are out there you got right. the quincannon meat guys and then you've got the whorehouse women yep. and, and then you um, get
1: odin quincannon
0: yeah, and the madam from the Whorehouse, too, and then Tulip. Right. Which but I that, guess Tulip lives at the Whorehouse.
1: Right, right. But I thought it was interesting. The um, Odin Quincannon's entrance at that point was actually really very interesting. The way he uh, he has that assistant come in with the microphone, and, and right. she puts the box down for him to stand up on to talk.
0: Which she's also surprised because, or he's surprised because he said, So where's Donnie? Because Donnie would normally be doing right, all that. Right, right. And he called in sick.
1: Yeah, Donnie's scared shitless because of what the preacher did to him. Right. So, um, but I, you know, but I love the way it was. He was just kind of like, well, there's some lessons to be learned here. Very matter-of-factly. And then he's, and then you can see he was going to say something, and he was like, "Nah, screw it.
0: (laughs) Well, yeah, the lessons to be learned, though, were, I think, were the the best part. Right. Because it was like. You guys need to watch your... What did he say?
1: He said you need to watch your... Watch... Calm down when you're running around at night. Yeah, no. no you playing yeah, or something. Yeah,
0: you gotta, you gotta watch your crazy play out here. And then, uh, women, if you're gonna be out here, then um, you need to be watching where you walk. Right, right. Those are <laughs> the lessons. It, and then it was like, you just handed the mic off. It yeah, was like... It. Right, oh, then he left. Okay. And, then, and the <laughs> sheriff had no problem with that at all. No. So I think it, it set it up perfectly. I mean... This guy, you know, no one's messing with him and then he he goes on to explain it later on when he's talking to Jesse, but at that the point, the sheriff's you know, just like,
1: okay, show's over. Right. He's like, They've... you heard the man? And then they show that, you know, and then it was just it was awful the way, you know, they showed or you could hear them spraying off her body while it was hanging from the chains. Yeah. Like a side of beef.
0: Well, and Tulip goes up to um, the madam. Again, I don't yes. know her, her name, but uh, walks up to her and says, well, is, it, is this a, is it okay with everybody that this is happening?
1: Right, And exactly. she said,
0: what do you expect? It's Chinatown.
1: Right, which I have no idea what that meant. Did you? I have no idea.
0: No. I was hoping you had something for me there.
1: I'm sorry. I, I failed you. Um, I, I mean, was... is
0: she talking about it being like it's like the red light district?
1: I guess. Kind of thing? I guess. I don't know. I mean, I wrote it down too is with the question marks, like, you know, what exactly does that mean? Mm-hmm. Um, that's the only thing I can think is that, you know, what do you expect? I
0: mean, you know, these, you know, they're, these people are already written off anyways, you know, as far as the, the women in the whorehouse. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it was just kind of a, a messed up scene.
1: Well, I know? think it I think it it just really shows you what a screwed up town that is. Yeah. I mean, it really did. I mean, I think it, you know, I think it was there to just show you that these people are pretty damned as it is.
0: Well, and I think uh, another thing that was brought out there was when the sheriff, and he said it a few times during the episode, he just says, this world. Yeah. You know, like just right. questioning, like, this world.
1: Yeah, this town's successful.
0: Right, which is... Yeah, but it's not just this town. He's like, this is just the this is the way it is Right, Cause right. he's he brought that up to his son earlier, and I, I think that's where the connection is. Where he says, you know, it's Monster Swamp. Mm-hmm. Hey, everything's messed up out there. Might as well, you know, you know, just give up. And that's what you know. And it.
1: that's what this episode was about. I mean, this was Monster Swamp. I mean, it was yep. showing how screwed up everything in this town is from all kinds of different angles. Even, 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 you know spoiling Emily somewhat yeah you know I mean it just showed that there really is no there's no safe region in this town where people aren't somewhat deviant or or uh, just mentally screwed up and so
0: yeah next we go see Emily
1: Mm-hmm. yes um, which
0: was great because when he when Jesse comes to the front door and the little boy <laughs> yeah, answers he's it. like where's your mom she's pooping <laughs> exactly <laughs> Only a kid would say
1: that. Exactly. And she walks into the room and she's got that real embarrassed look on her face. <laughs>
0: yeah, that was messed up. <laughs> that did.
1: was that was. But that was a really good scene between him and and uh, Jesse and and Emily, because mm-hmm. um, you know, you really, you really got a feeling for the fact that Jesse, um, is not able to keep stuff from her as he may think he is sometimes, that right. she's picking up on, you know. Like when she mentions the fact about um, Linus and his busted face driving the school bus the next day. Right. And that he was seen sneaking in there. She's, she's keeping notes and all this stuff. So Right. Right. She knows he's he up almost, to some stuff. Yeah, he almost tries to explain it a little bit, but then just, like, stops.
0: Right. When he was talking about that. But um, that whole time, like, he, I mean, he's very excited about, like, what he wants to do on Sunday. Mm -hmm. But he doesn't seem like any other time we've seen him, he's kind of got the plan of what needs to happen. And he, he takes care of his plan, you know? Right. Uh, he's very together and here he's very reliant on her, Mm -hmm. even though, I mean, she's trying to pretty much say, listen, I can't do it. And, I, yeah,
1: he, I did laugh go, though when she. He,
0: well, that was to go pick up the uh, the TV right, because right. he wants to do a raffle to get the people there. And right. she's like, "Well," and he's like, "Well, you, you know, Best Buy is open till 11 Yeah, you can stop
1: by. <laughs> and, he, and then he says, "Well, I'll get I'll get Cassidy to do it." And she's like, "Uh, uh never mind, I'll do it." You know? Yeah, right. Because she yep. knows Cassidy's just gonna run off with the damn money.
0: <laughs> well, yeah, well, she trusts Jesse about as much as she does Cassidy, too. And, right. I mean, you because know, he says, "Well, you know, I'm gonna do something spectacular on Sunday," and she's like, "What are you gonna do?" I think that is
1: that is a girl in that town who is trying to find some kind of normalcy in her life. Yeah, because, you know, the people all around her that she's dealing with are just chaotic from from Jesse to the mayor. I mean, they're just all odd characters, so she's I think she's trying to keep some kind of a uh, island in the chaos and yeah. and that being the church. And, um, and, but she really does like Jesse. She does, but she doesn't trust him at all. And I
0: mean, that's when, um, there was the trust thing about, um, you know, what are you going to do on Sunday? But before that, when he, when he mentioned that he was going to get something for the raffle, she's like, well, what did you do? Right. She thought he already had done something screwed up.
1: And he was kind of a little surprised by what do you mean? What did I do?
0: Yeah, cause yeah, he, and I right. was surprised that he said that. He yeah, he went back to her and said, "Well, that's what because, do you mean? Like, give me a for instance."
1: Yeah, and that's what like, she what said about we. Someone says that you were sneaking into Linus's house, and then the next day, his face is all bandaged up when he's driving the bus, and mm. he he starts going, you know, well, you know, uh, you know, and she kind of cuts him off, but, you know. I know, I know, I know things are happening, and I'm not getting in your business, but uh, you know, I know that there are things going on. I think. I think she's taken aback because I think she got used to just drunk, unreliable Jesse. Mm-hmm. And this Jesse is changing a lot. And I think that's where she's kind of out of sorts. Right. Um. She wants to trust him, but she can't I totally. Almost, right. I almost wonder if she just really, part of her um liking a Jesse before was maybe she just felt sorry for him. Because he yeah. was always drunk and he didn't really put much effort into his sermons and, you know. I don't know,
0: but she's um, she's definitely attracted to him. So, right. I mean, if right. there's
1: anything that's keeping her but she seems, him. Right, but she seems to be becoming attracted to him, but scared of him, too. Well, I think
0: she's always been scared
1: of him in some way. You think? I thought yeah, she just felt just sorry unstable. for him. Well, I think she just felt sorry for him before. But you may be right, you may be right, but she's definitely... Uh, She's definitely, I think, you know what, Stu? I think part of what it was is I think before that he was pretty predictable. Yeah. He was just going to let you down. Now he's always just
0: going to screw up.
1: Yeah. Now he's unpredictable. He's very unpredictable. She doesn't know which way he's going with things. See, that's how I like to work it. You got to keep those expectations low. Without a doubt. Yeah. Rock bottom, wanna, baby. Rock that's bottom.
0: That's right. You don't want to be mm. letting people think that you're going to like change the world right, right i mean then. you certainly don't want your
1: wife thinking you're going to be doing <laughs> that that's right god but uh yeah you know i mean that's we've we been recording this <laughs>
0: <laughs> well when he leans when he leans in and she's like i mean yes. it's total like kiss face right right and leaning, he's like you got a band-aid there <laughs> but in her hair yes. <laughs> that was awesome
1: yeah and you can see on her face she was I think she was warned because I think she was freaked out, but kind of happy at the same time, oh yeah,
0: <laughs> and then we finally we go back to see our uh, our angels, which you uh, you didn't say angels before, are you thinking they're not angels? I'm not giving them that yet well he's they he even asked them if they're angels, they didn't say right. it. hm yeah. they say said they're that from you're not the ones that, he said you're not the ones in charge, and they start, and that's when um. Not Fiori. What's the other guy's name? DeBlanc. DeBlanc. So he starts laughing a lot. Mm-hmm. Like uncomfortably laughing a lot. <laughs> right. Like, no, 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 no. We no. are not in charge. No, no. no. So we no. learn a good other, other than the discussion mm-hmm. that they had with uh Cassidy, we learn a good bit about them though.
1: Oh yeah, they're definitely rogue. They've gone rogue. They're yeah, they've gone
0: rogue and, and DeBlanc. De go ahead. Good De Blanc tells him not to answer the phone, mm-hmm. which it was just the room or not the it was the See, room. See, it
1: made there. me it makes me think um, you know, based on what they were talking about, it makes me think that these guys were the entity's keepers, and yeah. they let it get loose. Okay, they so not necessarily angels, but they were supposed to be in charge of this thing, and they screwed yeah, up. They screwed up, and they didn't. They haven't let anybody know that this thing is loose, and they're trying to ring it in there before. Who you know, heaven, I guess. Whatever. My guess um, is it's brain dead Fiore. Let him out. That's very true. But, uh, you know, I, I, I think that's where these guys are. I don't know if they're angels or if they're what, but I think they let the entity go. Yeah. And so they're scrambling. And for that reason, they, uh, you know, they have a phone where they can they can phone a friend to get some help, but they don't want to do that because they don't want to alert. Well, Fiori does. He, he goes to reach it, but I think the block is a little bit the brighter of the two. Mm-hmm. and uh and he's kind of you yeah, know we can't with you <laughs> yeah, we can't call you know we can't right. call because they don't know they don't even know we're down here they
0: didn't get right. permission to be there right. in the first place so right
1: and you can see him kind of uh kind of fiori just kind of stagger back and think about it a little bit and then yeah. he's like i'm hungry <laughs> and he leaves to go find him. and i love that scene where he's with the uh where he's with the uh uh the hotel the manager hotel manager and he's asking yeah. for the burger the yeah hotel manager's kind of and it was a what was it, a texas ass burger it was the big biggest ass texas burger
0: yes. or something like yes. that that they it were advertising else and all of a sudden, he's like i am It hungry. was supposed
1: to be the big ass texas burger but it was the uh, okay. big ass texas burger right <laughs> so he Is says that what it was i didn't yeah. catch on. i thought yeah. I, I read the label ass. you know uh, that's great and, and so he's saying to the manager can i get a big ass table or texas burger and the yeah. guy's like um we don't have a kitchen here um <laughs>
0: actually he we... says yeah he's like we don't have a restaurant we don't have room service but we do have an adding machine
1: no not an adding machine. you mean a vending machine
0: oh he said oh i'm sorry <laughs> i completely missed it. i didn't rewatch watch that again okay <laughs> i thought he said adding machine no that's what i was like oh that's perfect it has no relationship to what he was asking for <laughs>
1: Actually, that would have been funny.
0: <laughs> no, and that's okay. when you
1: see—that's when you see the next scene of uh, Fiari standing there looking at the vending machine. Yeah. Trying to figure out what he's going to do there. Okay, um, well I'm an idiot. <laughs> <laughs> I had—I was laughing. I was like, "Oh, that's great." <laughs> you should write the writers and say, "Hey, look." Yeah, I should, you oh, should have said adding machine because it, it doesn't been, make oh, any sense. No, and it would have fit perfectly with that scene.
0: Because, yeah, there were so many things that did not make any sense through this <laughs> entire episode.
1: Exactly. I want a big-ass Texas burger.
0: Oh, you know, actually, another thing that I thought was important um, when he was having that, before we we leave uh, our angels again, is that uh, when Cassie was talking about it, he kept saying he needed to put him back in his, what was the the term?
1: Oh, his um, domicile.
0: Yeah, his domicile. So yes. it wasn't, yeah, it was. And he's and he like, was like, his you coffee, mean the cam, coffee can yeah, coffee his coffee cam cam. domicile. Right. Yeah, and he said uh no the yeah the his domicile. So, you know, I think um you know the coffee can is definitely the the symbol of whatever holds on to this thing.
1: That's yeah, that's the uh and evidently the entity likes that song and will go yeah. back in its domicile if it hears the song, which it didn't work before. Maybe the entity's just having way too much fun with Jesse. Yes. Yep. Um certainly has had a lot of fun blowing up Tom Cruise. We all had a lot of fun watching Tom Cruise blow up. That's true. Um, so you know that part. Maybe you got some space dust. Mm, maybe. But yeah, you know, I think that 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 uh, whatever that can is that's what the cage of the of the entity is supposed to be. Yeah.
0: Well, and, I thought I thought it was great that um, when we catch up with um, Odin next, he's playing Kubert. Yeah. Exactly. Which it, like everything, just he seems like a an old spoiled kid. Like yeah. he's just kinda he's just kinda wasting his time. Like, you know, he's playing Kubert. Um, he's building the Alamo model. Yeah. With Jesse. It's and it's like,
1: always it's always bleak and dusty in wherever yeah, he is. And you dim. Know? Yeah, yeah, right. It's like a big I hate to say it, it kind of reminds me of like a big warehouse in Cleveland. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Cleveland.
0: Yeah. It could still be in Texas. It could be in Texas. No, no yes, doubt. I mean, yeah, but yeah. it is
1: funny. Um, it's just like uh, he 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 has very little decoration, and the rooms are huge and empty. Yeah. And uh, and like you said, he's he's got like one of these old industrial desks, and he's playing Cubert on an old computer, a very old computer. When so, he gets interrupted it, it, by the mayor. Well, that's
0: what I was gonna say. That's when the mayor came in, and I didn't realize that was the mayor because that's the same guy that um. Found uh, Emily and Jesse in the restaurant that one time, right? uh, The first episode, Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and he's just like this super wimpy guy, right? And every time, every
1: time he talks to Emily, she pretty much puts him down, right? Because you remember Jesse even said, you know, he's a perfectly good guy, and she's like, no, 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 yeah, um, because she just kind of punks him, but um, but yeah, so the mayor is, uh, (laughs) he is a wimp. I mean, he's an absolute wimp, but he's trying to get odin to talk about the fact that that girl died on his land yeah because yeah he's like well there was a human being so yes. you know
0: we can't just like let it go
1: exactly and um me being a representative of the people i i have to ask the question and then odin's, okay yeah and then odin's <laughs> kind of like well you asked the question he goes well that's right okay well i guess we're done <laughs> yeah and then he tries to sell him on the green acres green well, acres thing exactly well and you remember odin calls him out on it because he's yeah. getting ready to leave and he says, "I hear you were in Austin recently." Oh, that's right. That's right. Yeah. Right? He well, he was leaving at that point. That's right. true. So, he was uh he was Odin knew of his meeting with the Green Acres people who evidently are trying to move in on Odin's territory. And Odin explained to him about what happens to people that move in on their territory from their mm-hmm. from his great-grandfather's day till the present. They get taken well, care of.
0: Yeah. And no one says anything.
1: Right. So he was kind of laying it on there, and then um and then you know and and the mayor of course is 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 arguing the right stuff, the town's dying, it has no tax revenue it's it's not yeah. getting anything from Quincannon uh um, you know, and I was actually surprised that that came out of his mouth because it
0: was actually a good argument, hmm mm-hmm. And I was like, I didn't think that guy had it in him. Like, well, any I think he had to say it,
1: it, but he but yeah. he you know, he abandons any argument as soon as he says it. But he but yeah. he had to just kind of get it out. Um and then of course Odin answered his his tally by um peeing in his briefcase <laughs> on the Green Acres brochure.
0: Yes, Green Acres is the place to pee. Exactly. See, that's what we were all thinking. <laughs> I No, seriously, I didn't even put two and two to, together with Green Acres mm-hmm. until he started peeing on it. And I was like, oh, the Green Acres song. <laughs> exactly. <laughs>
1: that was exactly. awesome. Exactly. Oh, yeah. And um, I just loved it. I, I, for some reason, the line he says to the mayor right before he does it, he says, don't look at me. <laughs> oh, yeah. You know, I'm just kind of, and the mayor's just kind of cowering, going, "Oh, don't do that! Oh, come yeah. on, don't do All that!" All I gotta say is Odin needs to
0: drink some more water. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yes, yes. Well, he, he did just before that, but yeah, he's got some yellow pee. He's, yeah, I think, he's okay. got a problem. Yeah. Um. <laughs> just saying. I got nothing
1: there. Um. <laughs> I'm, I'm bringing, Was that, was that right
0: after that? Is that when um uh, the mayor? What is the mayor's name?
1: Oh, uh I think Miles. Names. I think it's Miles.
0: Okay, that works. Let me That's see. That's a good, wimpy
1: name. Yeah, Mayor Miles. So That's is our that boy. when
0: he goes over to see Emily right after that?
1: Right, right, because because he's babysitting for Emily so she can go buy that big screen TV for Jesse. Right. Okay. Right.
0: Yeah, that was a very weird scene too cuz yeah, he's the mayor and then all of a sudden he's like getting paid for babysitting.
1: Yeah, it's it, it, was, it was it was it was okay scene up until, you know, she again says to him, you're never going to be with me after yeah. they were joking well, you know,
0: around. But no, but before he before that even happens, he talks about like some other guy taking a crap on his driveway.
1: Oh, yeah, yeah. Which was and actually was, really funny.
0: It was. It was. And then but then uh, then he talks about Odin peeing on his briefcase. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I was
1: like, man, this guy is used to this, I guess. uh... Well, it was funny about the guy defecating in his driveway, and he's like, yeah, you know, and he even stayed to help me clean it up. Yeah, right. Uh, That was hilarious. Then it turns out, I guess, Emily's sleeping with him just for the sex. Yeah. So she's going, I guess, wherever she can to get something out of her life. Yeah. I don't know um that was well, a very awkward scene for me i was just kind of like really yeah know. it
0: was an awkward scene but yeah i mean the whole i mean you gotta think like yeah uh, this this the whole show is full of awkward scenes
1: well i just was like oh come on not emily you're gonna mess her up too yeah but, no, no there is no safe character i guess and
0: there is no not a lot of happiness in anvil not in general so you gotta you gotta find all. it where you can i guess
1: yes exactly and, and, you know, and Miles is not a bad guy. He's just no. the epitome of a wimp. Right.
0: Well, and there's, I, mean, I think there's a lot of people that are kind of knocked down in this whole society, too. I mean, you look at Donnie. Yes. Donnie is oh, yeah. a tough-ass guy who has beaten— what, Now, okay, let me get back to this, because our guy, Clive, was he the one that Donnie slammed his face into the steering wheel? Yes. Okay, uh-huh. for picking the pen up and the yes. episodes a couple back. Yeah. Okay, because he was helping out when when Donnie had the broken mm-hmm.
1: arm and stuff. So
0: yeah, but Donnie him himself is a weak person, um, right?
1: Without a doubt. But yeah, Donnie's there's... lashing out because of his his weakness. Yep. And I think you're probably looking at the same thing with this other guy too. I mean, you know, they're they're I think they're all doing it. Yeah. You know, I think they're all just lashing out at each other because they're powerless to you know this miserable life that they're stuck in.
0: Right. Yeah, it's just it's everybody's just full of anger at what they don't
1: have or what's taken. Oh, from I wouldn't. If I lived in that town, I would have shot myself long ago.
0: Well, you had Eugene. I, I would have taken <laughs>
1: 15 of them with me too. Then you um, would be an arse face. <laughs> yeah. Unfortunately. What that? That man's got That boy's got an arse for a face. <laughs>
0: but speaking of Clive, then we then Tulip is going to uh pay back Clive cuz uh, actually that mm-hmm. was when uh we went back to the whorehouse and
1: yeah tulip tulip we get to we get some dialogue between tulip and uh mosey
0: mosey mosey that's right mosey
1: yeah because mosey's the the head of the play the whorehouse Mm -hmm. and um and it turns out that tulip's mother was one of the whores Mm -hmm. but tulip wasn't right she just grew up around it she just grew up around it right um and she was obviously angry a lot yes Which is why, yeah, Mosey sends everybody upstairs
0: like, oh, okay, everybody gets, because of, you know, the loss of, that was messed up in itself, (laughs) because one of the whores dies because they were chasing her to hunt her, she's like, oh, a free hour on the house, and all the guys are like, yeah, (laughs) (laughs) so messed up, (laughs) and so they all go upstairs, and she starts hearing the music and, and other things happening, and. Right. And sex and stuff and she just
1: loses she gets it. gets pissed off. Yeah. She just gets pissed off.
0: And throws Cassidy out a window. <laughs> right. Thinking it was
1: thinking it was what's his name? Right. Because uh, 'cause
0: Cassidy's got his big um armful of drugs as he was describing it
1: before. Right. Yeah, Cassidy's taken taken uh all that money he was uh given by the heaven guys and uh just had a grand old time of it. Yep, all kinds of drugs and prostitutes and stuff like that, and he's just having a great old time and and uh um goes flying through a window, gets a huge yeah, shard because, of glass well, in his neck. Well, for you know, yeah, because Tulip rips into the into the room and starts beating him with a with a poker from a fireplace, I right. think it was, and then tosses him out the window before she realizes, oh wait a minute, that's not the right guy tulip's just like oh my god i can't believe i just did that right you know and she's next scene you see is there in a in a car one of the other uh prostitutes is driving them to the hospital and she's just pleading with god to let this guy survive that that it was she won't she'll be good from now on no more of her anger letting this happen and, <laughs> yeah, and right. you can see cassidy's kind of like just kind of grinning <laughs> she's doing the stuff and then he's like kiss me love she's like why didn't you kiss me and she he gets a little kiss yeah that is see i thought something else was happening
0: there but yeah he just wanted to kiss
1: hey i think he just wanted to kiss yeah. yeah i think he was but, just scurrying with her
0: yeah he was not he wasn't really concerned about the situation at all
1: oh no no because he smiled i mean yeah. they, they you know she's holding him and he's like Ugh. and then she says something you look down at his face and he's smiling you know but uh, and then of course they get to the hospital and she's just going bonkers on this woman that's trying to get him to fill out all this uh, all this mm-hmm. medical paperwork, <laughs> and she's like, "I'm not filling this stuff out. He needs to see a doctor." And the woman's like, "Who?" And uh, Cassidy's gone. Isn't that how you normally react when you go to the doctor? Yes. Okay, I do. You're like, "God damn okay. it!" Exactly. Every time I got to fill all this stuff out. Didn't you get this from me last week? Yeah. Always. God, nothing's updated. Anyway. (laughs) So she follows the blood trail to find Cassidy has broken into the blood bank and is getting all better. And she looks surprised. But you know what? She doesn't look like she's totally shocked. Right. To see Cassidy laying there in all that blood. And that's when he says something. And and for the life of me, I could not figure out what he said. Oh, is that what you were talking about? You couldn't tell what he said? Yeah, I could not. Oh, man. He's laying on the ground with the blood all over him, and he says something to her, and I could not figure out what the hell it was. I kept listening to it.
0: Uh, uh, no, great he said,
1: Yeah, he said you were li- You were right, love. Think we're gonna make it. That's what he said. Oh, is that what he said? Yeah. <laughs> That's
0: great. <laughs> uh, yeah, he said we're gonna. She kept saying we're gonna make it. We're gonna make it. And, and so yeah, like, he right, crawls love, into the blood bank, it. and he's like, "You're right, love. Think we're gonna make it." <laughs>
1: Well I I'll tell you this I uh, the, the um her her tulip story had kind of stagnated mm-hmm. over the last couple episodes um having her story and 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 Cassidy's story start interacting is going to be fun yeah because she's going to figure out he's a vampire
0: yeah and I I mean I don't think that she's an uninteresting person it was just that no, her, no, in no, the no, last, not at all. last episode it was uh you know she's trying to get him to go after right oh god uh, carlos carlos yeah and right. and he doesn't want to do it and she actually even said at the end well i'm not leaving without you so she's right. kind of just stuck there
1: that's what i mean her, yeah. her her the plot had kind of stalled on her um even when they were talking about going to carlos um so it's still you, kind of stalled on her because jesse changed his mind yeah it may be you know, interesting she still wasn't going yeah, anywhere
0: you know she's she's learned a little bit more about what the background of Cassidy that Jesse doesn't know. Oh yeah, because Jesse well, you know won't that,
1: believe it because it just right. sounds too ridiculous. Well, you know, um, you know, uh, AMC put out a preview of next week's episode, um, and it has a question and answer going on between Tulip and Cassidy about being a vampire. Oh really? Yeah, and it's hilarious. Oh okay. You know, you have fangs? No. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Okay, so she's, that's that is where it's going. I mean, she's yeah. she's gotten this do you, insight do you into get it burned, do to
1: you, you catch on fire in the light and he goes, "Oh yeah, that one's true." <laughs> <laughs> that's good. Anyway, so that I think that is going to be uh I think that is going to be hugely fun to watch that relationship.
0: Yeah. Oh, and and obviously he wasn't that concerned about his um state of affairs cuz he did not attack her in no, that cab right. over. So that that's where I was like and maybe that was um you know, intentional that right. when he asked her for the kiss, I was like, "Ah, uh, he's gonna start drinking her blood at this point because he's like not right. doing too hot." So right. I think that was kind of intentional. In and yeah,
1: you know what? I thought that too at first, but um, but then I realized he was just funning with her yep. because he wasn't that hurt. Um, and you know, I think with Cassidy, I think he he kind of fucks with people until he's got to leave. Yeah, and and I think he was having some fun with her throughout that whole situation.
0: You know, what was interesting to me, though, when he is explaining um, to Jesse about the two guys that were and he was trying to convince him about these guys that were clones coming yeah, to kill right. him. Mm-hmm. He said the government clones. Yeah. He said when uh, when one of my friends has, you know, and when someone threatens one of my friends with a chainsaw, you know, mm-hmm. I react to it, you know. And yeah. it, like it was the first time he said he, that uh, Jesse was his friend. Exactly. Whether intentional or not, he did. I mean, mm-hmm. he. Yeah, I think he does that's consider right. him as a friend. So there's there's definitely uh, more yeah, than just so, like Yeah, an he acquaintance says something like connection. when someone's,
1: someone's uh, attacking one of my friends with the chainsaw, I have to take issue with that. Yes, right. You know, uh, right, exactly. And I think that's just furthering what we saw in the um, episode last week about their budding fr- friendship. And it's much more of a friendship on, um, I think it's more of a friendship on, on Cassidy's side in that he's actually recognizing it and more Jesse just kind of, it's just happening with him. Right. Even though Jesse did tell him, he says, I really like having you around.
0: Well, yeah, and he does, but Jesse is definitely more um, self-centered on his mission. Yes. That's yes. going on right now. Whereas then now you got Tulip is going to al- probably align with uh, Cassidy. Mm-hmm. And, um, and so they'll, they'll group, I mean, from yep. what I, from what I would guess, you know, this is our our threesome that's going to um, start battling other things mm-hmm. that are happening in the world.
1: Yeah, you know, and Stu, you bring up a really good point that I I hadn't really thought about. But uh, Jesse really has kind of divorced himself from other people. Yeah. Um. Right now, other than you know, if if it's something in their in in his mission, like telling the girl to open their eyes or or something like that. She's he's really not recognizing what the people, his friends and so forth are really saying to him.
0: Well, and that's when he was talking to Emily and Emily's like, oh, I got the kids, but I'll have to go over there late at night. And he was it like didn't even phase him. No, like Mm I mean, not even at all that. Oh, well, maybe I could go do it. Right. Well, but he was like, well, I got to prepare. He was just so focused on what he needed to do that. Whatever she said, he he would just be like, well, I'll get somebody else to do it because I can't do that right now. I got to do what I need to do. Right.
1: So. Right. Yeah. He's definitely inside his own head big time. Yeah. Or in something's inside his head. Yep. And and the other ones are watching it thinking, hmm, what's going on here? Because, you know, even Cassidy, I think, is really starting to get uncomfortable with how.
0: Well, yeah, that comment that he said, he's like, are you even paying attention to me?
1: (laughs) Right. Exactly. (laughs) Are you hearing me? And, and you know Tulip is. She's just about as frustrated with him, and, and Emily is too, actually. Yeah. you know They're all frustrated with him because they don't know what the hell is going on with this guy. Right. Even though he's told them. Yeah. In a lot of respects, you know, he's told them he's changed and he's seeing things differently and all this kind of stuff, and they're all kind of like, what the hell's going on with Jesse, for God's sakes? Custer's out of control. <laughs> yes, he is. Mm-hmm. Custer
0: was out of control, wasn't he? Yes, he was. So, so back to back to when um, Jesse is with his dad, and he goes to see, as you said, Odin,
1: mm-hmm. who is
0: in the in that room, and Jesse has to sit outside in the chair, right, and steals that ashtray, right. Um, was there any significance to
1: stealing the ashtray? I, you know, it's it's odd. I don't know. It's almost like he grabbed a souvenir. I really wasn't. Maybe you know what it was, Stu. Maybe it was the beginning of his life of crime.
0: Well, I think it in a way I'm kind of thinking so because he said right, he was kind of fiddling with it in his pocket, mm-hmm. and that was when mm-hmm. his dad said, "Some people you just can't save." Right, right, right. And exactly. that he was playing with the ashtray in his pocket at that mm-hmm. moment. So that's true. That's, that's when kind of, in the truck, yeah, I was yep. pulling away. That he kind of realized, well, you know, even when he was a kid, that uh, maybe there's something bad in me.
1: Well, we definitely got a feeling that um, that his father's interaction with Odin was. The main driving force for him trying to get Odin in, involved. Um, yeah. Because, I mean, then it switches right to um, the scene with him and Odin working on the Alamo model. Yeah. Which I was kind of like, that kind of blew my mind. I was like, whoa. Yeah, where did that this was, come yeah, from? did like, I miss
0: something? Yeah, right. Like, how, how did that even happen? That those two right. met up all of a sudden? Because uh, right. you wouldn't think that the two of them in the room would,
1: would even be happening. At but all. it was a great dialogue. and It was,
0: uh, and they were actually
1: very comfortable with each other. And
0: I think that was exactly. the only thing that was surprising.
1: And Odin was just kind of, you know... Um, Odin never got mad. He just kind of was like, no, no. Right. That's not right. No. It,
0: which is kind of the way he was when he was talking, about, talking to um, Miles. Right. You know, when he was like, uh-huh. yeah, you know when... They tried to tell my dad not to do something. When they tried to tell
1: my grandfather not to do something, well
0: mm-hmm. you know
1: nothing but happened. But you could but you could but there was a lot of menace in what he said to Miles. There was a lot of menace yeah. in what he said to Donnie um when he you know, when he said that thing in about In a
0: way though, in a way when you go back and look at the the part where he told him to take the
1: tray away, he was just like, yeah. Just take my tray away. Yeah, but he, but he but you could tell he he thought about it and and well, he was I think fuck, he just, fucking I, with Danny. Yeah, Don, I mean Donnie. I think he, he was, just
0: naturally has like menace. <laughs> like I that, think that, those that actor. Do. I I I understand what you're saying. It's, it, it was it was on a different level when he was talking to Jesse. Yeah. I I agree with that, but
1: I just thought that the the scene with Donnie he. You know, Donnie was offering to to go to the Screen Acres and and do something about it, and you know, beat these guys up or whatever like that. And instead, he completely emasculated him. And it was yeah. like a, it was like you know, he t- he made a conscious effort to to rip him, and then he, yeah, and but then, of course, but there rips was like him on no,
0: the, there was like no,
1: he never he never raised his voice. He was always very no, calm about it, and but he paused and really yeah. thought about it. Yeah, that's what I mean. That's the menace I'm talking about. Okay. Not the not the anger. But well, there's definitely a, a lot of pauses in when he when mm-hmm. he's when he's talking in general. But, but he didn't have he, he didn't have that same menace when he was talking to Jesse over the models.
0: No, because it's just
1: disagreement. Yeah, and Jesse. Well, that's probably because Jesse
0: was right. Mm-hmm. Because <laughs> because he was ta- they were arguing about where uh, Bowie was right. when the Alamo got taken over, and he was like, "Wasn't he in the supply?" He was way? in the yeah. Uh, he was in the barracks. Yeah, in the barracks. And he's like, and um, like uh, Yeah. Because yeah. he was right. telling Bowie where to get... Or telling Jesse mm-hmm. where to put Bowie. So. Right.
1: Right. Yeah. And, um... Yeah, exactly. But I Inventor think also... the Bowie Justin, knife, by the way. Which is a big-ass knife. Um, yes. But also, uh, I thought his... You know, I love the line when he says, um... I don't tell you how I make my meat. You don't tell me about your magician in the sky. But that, yeah, that was actually awesome. Yeah, yep. great line, because evidently that was the deal. They, evidently, these guys got together. I mean, because yeah. it was not it was not unusual, and that that was kind of their deal. We don't talk business here.
0: Well, we, and he, we I mean, most, out. yeah, but, but and and you're right from your earliest earlier comment when you were saying that he he had uh, his dad was the one that was in there talking to him because he he kept saying to him, Odin was saying stuff. He was talking about the conversations he and his dad had. Right. And uh not it almost seemed like they did not have many conversations at all prior to that meeting.
1: Right. Right. So. Yeah, and and the meeting was all about um we find out later on was probably about Jesse's father's land. Yeah. And which 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 Jesse uses as a linchpin to get Odin to come to his church. But I will tell you this, I thought the line that was really interesting is um is when Jesse said, "You know, I could make you go," and yeah. Odin turned to him and he goes, "That wouldn't be very Christian of you, would it?" Right? Because yeah, it almost seemed like he what was a great tra- comeback he was trying
0: to. It almost seemed like he was trying to use the monster voice on him at that. point. He was going but, to, yeah, but he hadn't he hadn't stepped over that line, and Jesse recognized it and
1: and it actually moved him a little bit, and he's like, "Yeah, you're right." I mean, right. I mean, it was the perfect response, but it was almost mocking. Right, because it was a mocking response, because Odin didn't believe. Right, but then he makes the the bet
0: of about right. the land. At that point, yes. he's like, "All right, mm-hmm. well, then you come to my service, and I will convince you." Exactly. So,
1: so that was a, I thought that was a really interesting scene. I thought the dialogue was really cool. Uh, I loved it that he said, uh, you know, he said to Odin when he was, you know, talking about, well, you know, you're you're getting older now, aren't you? Worried about dying and. And Jesse started talking about, you know, damnation. And he said, you know, what if there's fire and Odin comes back with, what if there's ice? Yeah, right. You know, so forth. In, in Edison's staying to Jesse. You don't know hey, what the Edison, hell it is. Yeah, there's all kinds of opportunities out here. Right. We do not know what we're going to be
0: finding when we go. But then when Jesse uh, was like, look the other way and started peeing all over his model, the Alamo, I was like, all right, that's just messed <laughs> up. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. Um, but Are anyway, yeah. you ready to take a break?
1: I am about ready to take a break. Okay, good point.
0: I think we should take a break, and then uh, we can come
1: back and talk about the church service a little bit. Sounds good. See you guys in a couple minutes. Adios. Adios. <laughs> All right, everybody, we're back. Um, Stuart's had his bathroom break, he's very happy now. Um, thank God, thank God. We just wanted to mention we heard that the people at AMC are actually putting out their own podcast about Preacher, and it's called Preacher Insider Podcast. Um, we're kind of excited about hearing what they've got going on. Um, Stu, you, I think you have some more information about it.
0: Yeah, they've got a, a few episodes out right now, and I know you can find it on iTunes. So if you go to iTunes to listen to our podcast, if you have time, you can go over and listen to theirs as well. But it's actually um, it is produced uh, or it's put together by assistant editor Will Blank, Matt Smith, and Monica Daniel, and they're going to host a weekly conversation with uh, the cast and crew of AMC's uh, original series Preacher. So they've got some connections with um, you know, some of the, the background people for that that are putting the whole series together, which should be uh, pretty interesting. And um, I, I think some of the background, they, they had sent us a clip uh, to feature, so we'll play that in a second. But um, just a little background on, on their clip, uh, the assistant editors, Will Blank and Monica Daniel. Uh, we're discussing preachers episode 10 100 and 101 in their first uh, first airing uh, with showrunner Sam Caitlin and executive producer Evan Goldberg and it was produced by Rebecca Mullen and Vivian Cannon. Um, and then that uh, the sound was mixed by Brandon Griffith. Sounds let's give it a listen.
1: Um, the Cowboy is a fan favorite and anyone who's read the comic, uh, should know who he is pretty quick. And if they don't, they of the themselves <laughs> in disgrace because you're not a real fan. So you can neither confirm nor deny anything. I can't say anything except it's exactly what you think it is, if you know <laughs> what it is. But if you don't know what it is... You don't need to know. If you don't know, you'll find out. You'll figure it out. But it's, uh, it's the part that I'm most excited about. Every time I get to see anything based on the cowboy, I get giddy. And is
0: it a uh, a one to one with the comic, or are we going new directions with it? Or it's it's in some ways it's it the, the, that story is in many ways the most similar. Yeah. From Garth's comic, it's just it's sort of uh, how do I say it? It's sort of
1: the context of of the story is different. It, it actually sort of will resonate in a different way by the time it's over. And, uh, we'll see. It'll have everything to do, even though it takes place in 1881. You'll see by the end of the season that it has everything to do with Jesse. Well, I think that sounds pretty interesting. Um, it you does. know, we can listen to the show and be able to get some more uh, true insight or information about it. And for those of you who are interested in in what's going on with, like, the, how it reflects with the comic books and so forth like that, then it sounds like this is uh, something you want to take a listen to. I know we'll be taking a listen to it ourselves. Yeah,
0: I, you know, I think it's always interesting to kind of hear, especially, you know, when we were coming from talking about, you know, Kim is is kind of our insider with dealing with the comic book when we're talking about The Walking Dead. Um, so, yeah, it's it's nice to get that perspective of kind of the translation between Uh, You know, what was originally envisioned with the comic book and how they actually get it, uh, you know, up onto the the big screen or the big TV screen, I guess. Yeah,
1: exactly. And actually, I I could tell you, folks, uh, Stu and I this weekend, we went to a bookstore and actually picked up one of the Preacher comics for the first time. Just kind of flipped through it to see what the characters are like. Man, they nailed Cassidy. Yeah, I did have (laughs) to tackle Scott, though.
0: Yeah, yeah. And I was like, was, put yeah, it yeah.
1: down. Don't look at it, Scott. Yeah, I I, I had a little problem with that. but uh, <laughs> he, he brought me back to reality. Nope,
0: we're going to oh, go with the It's too tempting. Show. It is too tempting because you want to see. And there's so mm-hmm. much, like, like I think I mentioned in our last broadcast that um, you just do a quick search for Preacher like through Google on the images of the covers. And it's like, yeah. ah, it's like it's, it, there's so much out there, other characters. Right. And, and I think we're just scratching the surface of – uh, the craziness and weirdness of this storyline, and it's very exciting in that way. Yeah. I and mean, it's huge,
1: evidently. We, you know, for us, we're 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 our philosophy is that we're going to come at this strictly from the TV so, show side of things. Um yep. And you know, we want to give our, you know, give our review and our reflections based on what we're seeing on TV. Doesn't mean we we don't want to know anything about the comics and so forth like that. We prefer to wait a little while though before we get that information. Yeah, well, it helps us with our analyzing it, I guess. We're breaking down the TV show at this point. We're getting super nerdy that way. Yes, which, which, uh, and we love the TV show, so that's why we feel good good
0: about it. Yeah, yeah, and I think it's worth the wait. And Uh uh, speaking of worth the wait, uh, we can talk about what happens in this whole sermon now.
1: Yes. Yes, very pivotal scene at the end of the at the end of the show where Jesse actually has his first sermon with the whole town in 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 tow.
0: Yeah, so everybody shows up to this,
1: and uh, I have to say he was
0: in pretty much in control the entire time, and he was his mm-hmm. speech was awesome.
1: Oh yeah, I mean his, his the shock factor with the speech was great. I mean he pretty much told them that uh, the world is turned to shit, yeah, and it's their fault. And he went around you, know, each and every one of you. It's your fault. You've, you know, there's wars out there. There's hatred. There's apathy. So it's because you're not, you're not close with God anymore. You've gotten away from God, and called them all out on it. And the one he called out the most was Odin Quincannon. Yeah. He put Odin square under the microscope.
0: He is almost putting it on himself, right? To to then bring these people out of of what's mm-hmm. happened mm-hmm. as well. Oh, he's
1: he's telling them he's the one who will bring them out. Yeah. So yep. I mean, he's exactly. taking That's responsibility
0: of our whole monster swamp of people that have shown up at this service. That you know, he's uh, he's going to save them all. And yeah, Odin right. is the worst. Yes. He yeah,
1: exactly. It. He says, "I'm going to save every one of you, one at a time," and he says, "And I'm going to start with him." Yeah. And he goes to Odin, and and he pretty much challenges Odin, and he's you know he talks about the fact that Odin was in the church and so forth. Now he's not, and Odin's just kind of looking at him like eh, whatever. Mm-hmm. And then uh and he's like, "Will you serve God?" And quincannon just kind of looks at him and says, mm. "No." Yeah right. <laughs> and he's like, "Will you serve God?" And Quincana's is like, "I heard you the first time. No." And then he's and then Quincana gets kind of pissed off and gets up to leave. And and Jesse looks at him one more time, puts his hand on his shoulder, and he says, "Serve God" mm-hmm. in the monster voice. And all of a sudden, Odin kind of stiffened up, and he was like, "Of course."
0: And when he said that, I was the only thing I could think of was, "What does that mean? He's going to do." I don't know. I don't know. Did he open a whole <laughs> new can of worms with this one?
1: Right. So, we'll see. Yeah, we'll see. What's Odin's interpretation of serving God? I, I, don't, I don't know. I, what could the interpretation be? Wow, I don't know. You know, it could go any number of ways. He could run his business into the ground. He could challenge his his gang of wild workers to get their shit together. Huh. that's true. Or he could just come as be, and become a huge supporter of the of the town and of the church. You know, turn over a new leaf. I don't know. It's going to be very interesting.
0: It did seem like they. I think they had the clips after the show ended. Yes. And uh, it, it looked like surprisingly that he was actually kind of turning over the new leaf, like you're saying. Right. So exactly. It,
1: yeah, I'm leaning more towards that. He's going to all of a sudden find himself doing. Him. Now, what 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 I'll be interested in seeing is. If at some point he can figure out that he's been manipulated into yep. it, I don't know you know maybe these people after a while can break of Jesse's hold and and if that's the case, then well, I'd hate to be Jesse right um, well,
0: I wonder about Odin though I mean,
1: whether he's as intelligent as we're giving him credit for, Oh, I think he is. I just don't think he- I don't think he really cares, yeah what people think or about people i think he is i think he's i think he's a very intelligent person and he recognizes his power and because he recognizes his power he doesn't really give a damn what you think
0: right which is why he was explaining it when he was talking about how when no one ever challenged his father or grandfather or great grandfather i mean he's 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 pretty much saying they were not challenged and they got away with it
1: and no one ever said another word because that's what he's going to do right they okay. took care of things. Yeah. That's all they kept saying is they took care of it. And which means, you know, some people probably disappeared. Um, but yeah, I, I no, I think I think was a pretty, pretty, pretty smart guy. OK, um, we'll see. Mm-hmm.
0: I mean, yeah. I agree with you. I agree with you, but I'm almost wondering if there's kind of a spin on his character just because, I mean, the guy's sitting around playing Hubert and playing with models and stuff. I mean, mm-hmm. again, it seems almost like And when he's repeating that stuff to him, it could be that he's just it could be that he is trying to uh, convince Miles that he just made a bad decision and even confronting him on stuff. Or it could be that he's trying to convince himself of uh, what he's allowed to get away with because he's just kind of simple minded in a way. And I agree with you. I'm just saying that Uh it it just seems Uh like there could be a little bit of a spin on it. I don't know. Because right. No, and you may be right. People don't really need to be that intelligent in this community to have control. Right, but I
1: think it's almost. I think. I think those scenes, to me anyway, uh, symbolize more his complete control to the effect that he's almost bored with things, or he doesn't have to do anything that is so focused on work or whatever because he's got complete control over. That's
0: everything. that's a good point. That's a good point. Um, Plus, Kubert was a really
1: freaking cool game. It was a cool game. Shout out to Kubert. <laughs> Stanley Kubert. Yeah, huh? Uh huh. Oh, Shining. Terrible movie. What was he thinking?
0: <laughs> He's a video game. Yeah, yeah. Like, he right. can't have sorry. that produce a movie. Sorry,
1: oh, sorry. wrong, wrong guy. <laughs> um, all right, and then the show ends with getting back to the hotel room with with the Blanc and Fiore, and uh, and their little issue with the phone. Oh yeah, and yeah, yeah, yeah. The phone, the t- phone's starts ringing. Going off. Right, the phone starts ringing, and Fiore gets up and goes over to the the hotel phone and picks it up. Hmm. Yet the phone is still ringing, and they both look over at the antiquated phone of theirs.
0: Okay, well then you can't argue with me on this one. Yeah. Fiore is simple-minded.
1: Yes. No, I think he. I, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, no doubt. I, I agree with you totally. I think he's. Um, yeah, he's he's not the brightest cat.
0: No. He's he just seems ignorant. He's it's almost like this is his first time like dealing with this world or he's just so much in a bubble.
1: Whereas uh, yeah, he's DeBlanc see, he's is just...
0: definitely seems much more experienced with what he's dealing with in this area. Right. Fiori can't he, he tells the truth too easily. Like well, in, he's single
1: minded. De... He's single minded. There's nothing there's nothing um cagey about the guy or anything. He's just he's just right out front with you. This is what I want. Yeah. This is what I'm gonna get. Which is where right. I
0: totally believed when he said we're from heaven, that they were from mm-hmm. heaven,
1: right? And that in the
0: episode when he was,
1: when and Cassidy that, confronted him, right?
0: And that, but what that
1: means, we don't know
0: yet. Oh, you know the other thing that I noticed that was great was that Fiore mm-hmm. has the marks on his head. Yeah, from, what's uh, from the candlestick, or not oh, the candlestick, the candle yeah. snuffer? Because oh, the,
1: that I was trying to figure out what those were from. I mean, it almost looked like claw marks. Yeah, but, because yeah. When gotcha. they,
0: he ran him over Cassidy ran him over with the van and killed him and then yeah. he beats him with the candle snuffer and he's like oh mm-hmm. but they never transformed after that so he's still in right. whatever that shell of a body uh you know you remember beat. the
1: scene scene earlier when uh Jesse and uh Cassidy were talking and he's Jesse looks at the van and he's like so what happened? And he goes, oh, that's the second time I killed the heaven men. Yeah, he said the clones. He was like, oh, that's when yeah. the clones. That's when I killed the clones.
0: That's right. That was hilarious. Uh, that's good. Clones. The clones.
1: Clones. Absolutely. That
0: was the end of the episode. Right. That's it. We're done. Good night, nope, everybody. Not quite. Not quite. Not quite. No, we, Do- had, we had a little bit of uh, uh, feedback from, you know, other people's. Comments mm-hmm. on the show, hit me, yeah, some uh Orion the lion, Scott, your fave mr Hercules, it. handy, he said he loved, he loved the episode. the preacher is really becoming able to control people's minds, yeah, he is. tried hercules, and then uh <laughs> We heart t w d said honestly, that looks fun, and that was when the <sighs> When the what? people were hunting the girls, <laughs> <for> the <photo. laughs> uh, said I would definitely do that. Even though paintballs hurt, so I don't know if she was, if if the, if we heart tw, he was wanting to be
1: one of the hunted or one of the hunting. I don't know, but point. I I know this this much. Kim would kill us for saying that. uh Yeah, a paintball with hookers might be kind of interesting. <laughs> i did not say that no
0: we're dead men (laughs) (laughs) no i think uh people are excited oh you know actually the other thing that was funny on twitter was uh dave Blass, who i believe is um one of the set designers um and producers Mm -hmm. he actually uh posted a photo of the apple pipe yeah
1: yeah, the apple pipe.
0: Yeah, and and said uh, it was. You know, he said yes. The apple apple core pipe was tested before it was put on film.
1: <laughs> Outstanding. <laughs>
0: yeah, and you can see he's taking a picture, and it's like right next to uh, Cassidy John
1: Gilgum. Next week, the episode is "The South Will Rise Again." Oh, really? After his, yep, after uh, his stunt with Odin Quincanon, Jesse is Anvil's newest rock star. And Tulip and Cassidy connect. Meanwhile, the cowboy makes a tragic decision. This huh. sounds like a fun episode. Okay. I think there could be some interesting things happening. This yeah, Jesse's episode.
0: definitely gonna be the rock star. That's yes. for sure. Um yes. everybody's gonna fall in love with his little performance with uh, with uh-huh. Odin for one thing. I wonder who won the
1: T V. Yes. And I do too. um so we get to see the cowboy again. Yeah, we get to see the cowboy again. You know, I wonder, I'm just just throwing this out there i wonder if i think both tulip and cassidy are getting uncomfortable with jesse right now with his new changes i wonder if they're going to team up to try to rein in jesse or to yeah. reach him yeah
0: they will definitely yeah it's definitely trying to reach him because they're both going to be like listen, us do an listen. intervention yeah they're like he's getting he's he's not himself even
1: though cassidy barely knows the guy but yeah, uh-huh. he's not he's not listening to him at all. Right, right. So anyway, that sounds like it's going to be a blast. I'm looking forward to that episode. Um, I enjoyed this week's episode, and um, I thought it was uh, a lot of fun. And I'm definitely enjoying the show in general. Yeah, I am too. Although I have to ask, with this
0: episode, did you feel like it was it had like the last two have slowed down a little bit, or is that I, just me like just so excited at the very start and then like uh-huh. getting
1: into it now and I'm like wanting more i think i think um i agree with you but i think it's been necessary i mean you know it was a chaotic roller coaster to start the season and it still is i mean there's still plenty of elements that are being thrown at us in in every episode but the plot does need to move forward a little bit you know i mean it's um okay it's kind of like kind of like what we were talking about with lost originally you know, the first several episodes of Lost, they were just throwing this, 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 and this. You know, it was fantastic. But they took a long time to actually get around to giving any, you know, background or relevance to the stuff flying at us. And we're finally getting some of that. And, and, and I don't, you know, I don't find it being a problem in yeah. any way. You know, for me, I mean, it's just, um, yes, there's a little bit of slowdown time. But you know what? They're very interesting scenes.
0: Yeah, no, they are. And I think they're, I don't necessarily think that it's bad. I was just, right, I was right. wondering no, I if, I was, if I was misreading, like, mm-hmm. uh, you know, what had been going on. Because, yeah, you do need something, some time to digest what's going on during the show, right? too. Otherwise, you miss so much. I mean, we watch it. I, I watched, like, the first half of it again, and I watched mm-hmm. the show last night. And right. I was, uh, again, catching more stuff. There's so much interconnection. Like I didn't, I didn't catch the mascot the, yeah. at the opening, right. or um, like the bus went by twice, mm-hmm. um, you know. And there's, there's just like so much. I still feel like the passed out guy was. There was something else with the passed out guy, but everything <laughs> is funny. so interconnected. It really yes. is, and mm-hmm. uh, and especially you don't have that many characters to deal with.
1: Mm-hmm. So um, there's a lot of visual juggling going on.
0: Yeah, there is yeah so it's a lot a lot to try and process while you're watching it
1: but i like the fact that um you know we're starting to see the plot line move forward um and you know hopefully with with uh tulip getting tied in with with cassidy we might start seeing you know the plot line move forward between her and jesse and maybe taking on a different you know different tone and so forth if she's you know, if she's working with Cassidy on this thing. Right. And and we got a lot of, you know, got a lot of feel for what the uh, the Heaven Boys are about. Yeah, well, yeah, yeah, yeah. And still a lot more mystery. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I mean, that's um, mm-hmm.
0: because, yeah, uh, we came into this kind of feeling like, okay, these are guys, these are angels. Mm-hmm. Uh But like you said, it's, uh, they're... They did not give in to that fact when they when right. they were questioned directly uh-huh. by Cassidy.
1: Uh-huh. So right, right. They would not exactly say what they were. Right. And we we had this was probably the or this was the first episode we didn't have anything of Eugene. Well, that's true. There was no Eugene sighting, but I did see him in the previews for next episode, so he will be back. Okay, probably back.
0: <laughs> that's good impression. Thank you. Thank you. I don't know that anyway, I've heard anybody try to Im- do impression of Eugene, but that's okay. That was a good I, one. I really don't ever want to try it again. It hurt.
1: Um, <laughs> so, anyway, I think, uh, Stu, I think we've covered it, my friend. Are you serious? Yeah. We, actually we, totally did, we did this without Kim? <laughs> I don't know how. Kim's going to come back and rip us on it. Um, I have no doubt, and she will rightfully rip us on it. Mm-hmm. Um, we may even have to implant her voice in it later on. Just for all <laughs> like, um, I
0: agree with you, Scott. <laughs> I'll, maybe I can go through and just like make some clips of her voice and just kind of put them in there. <laughs> so um, yeah, I think that is uh, that's it Can't for the
1: show. We have covered it, my friend.
0: All right, thanks for listening to Fear Me podcast. You can find us on Twitter, SoundCloud, Stitcher, and iTunes. Also, you can find us on TuneIn if you if that's a outlet that you use. You can also find us on Facebook and on the web at www.fearmepodcast.com. If you want to get in touch with us, you can send us an email of your thoughts about the episodes or what we're doing at uh, fearmepodcast at gmail.com. We'll be back next week, uh, as Scott was saying, to review episode four of the preacher and thank you for listening so much
1: yeah thanks everybody and please write in let us know your thoughts we would love to share them on the air and uh make you part of our little community take care everybody good night good night everybody